Hey, Joel here. Normally we never do this. However, in one of our recent recordings, I meant to give a shout out to a great listener, a fan of the show, and someone who left us our first five-star review in a very long time. So because of that, this little insert at the beginning, this is a shout out to Jesse. Thank you so much for the wonderful review. And you're right. We're not complete D-bags. Forgotten Flicks, episode 119, Summer School, 1987. Mr. Shoop. Oh, Mr. Shoop. Congratulations. You've been chosen to teach summer school. Ah, oh, shoot. If only I'd known sooner. We're going to Hawaii. May I remind you, Mr. Shoop, you're up for tenure. You want a job next year? Oh, come on, Mr. Gills. Look, we got lays on and everything. You'll be teaching remedial English. Remedial English? Look, I ain't no English teacher. See? Double negative. No, I uh, hand out basketballs, check for jock straps. I'm like very challenged. Oh, I'm not a real teacher. That's all right. These aren't real students. They're unmotivated, irresponsible, not too bright. They'll relate to you. I appreciate that. No, no, look, the only reason I got into this whole teaching gig in the first place is to get my summers off. No, I'm afraid my answer has to be no. No, thank you? Bottom line, Mr. Shoup, you need my recommendation for tenure. This is blackmail. We call it school spirit. School spirit indeed. Welcome to Forgotten Flicks. I am Joel, joined as one and always by that effervescent little bowl of hairy sunshine, Jason. <laughs> School's out for summer. Uh. Except for in this movie where kids have to go to school. <laughs> But not really, because they're not really doing anything else. And yeah, hey, it's summertime. <laughs> well, you know, they, they, they're busy kids. They're surfing. They're stripping. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, so it is summertime. Summertime, finally. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is, in fact, summertime. And it's about time that we covered summer school, because I believe we have mentioned it about 8,000 times. Maybe maybe uh, seven thousand uh, nine hundred ninety eight. I could be off by a couple. Have we talked about it on the show, or have we just talked about it? I don't, honestly, it it seems like we brought it up so many times it all bleeds together. I have no idea. Yeah, I never remember. I never remember. This is one we've talked about since I think first the first year we started. Uh, this is on our list, and this just keeps getting bumped or moved or something else comes up because we've done a couple of summer specials, mm -hmm. and this is just uh, this always makes the short list, but for some reason it just uh, never actually makes the final list. So, yep. but it did this time. It did. It did. We we would be remiss. Ah, if we did you not got cover it in. This Good job. Good job. <laughs> That's the word of the end today. Ah. Oh yes. So, summer school from 1987, starring Mark Harmon. Blah 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 blah. blah. Would no. you like to hear the trailer? You know what we need? I mean, besides bread, we need. A woman who appreciate what we have to offer. Freddie Shoup loves to cut class. 
hates to do homework. Lives for summer vacation. Look, Freddie, you're a semi-charming guy and a real snappy dresser. You're just not the kind of guy I date anymore. Yeah, what kind of guy you date now? Oh, the kind who wears socks. And the only reason he hasn't been expelled yet is because he's the gym teacher. Oh, Mr. Shoup. At Oceanfront High. Congratulations. You've been chosen to teach summer school. No, I'm not a real teacher. That's all right. These aren't real students. They're unmotivated, irresponsible, not too bright. They'll relate to you. You in this class, too? Mm-mm. I'm teaching them. No way! Right off the bat, you show them who's in charge. Hmm? Please take your seats. Where should we take them? Who is in charge? I recommend this time I pass. You're going to do well, Jerome. I can feel it. I've seen some of your students. Very scary. There's a very valid reason for summer vacation. The human brain needs rest. I know you guys aren't exactly fired up about English. We're stuck here. We're trapped like rats. Tension breaker had to be done. Mark Harmon. You need an intelligent, sensitive man who can skate. Kirstie Allen. Do you know such a guy? Oh, they're hard to find. In the Oceanfront High Summer School Class of 87. They're as smart as you and me. You and I. All of us. Paramount Pictures presents a new film by Carl Reiner, Summer School. I love this film. It had passion, plucky spirit. Dave, I agree with you. Thumbs up from me. Same here. To sum it up, I'm Chainsaw. I'm Dave. We'll see you at the movies. The following segment of Forgotten Flicks will contain information so pertinent to the film that, if you have not yet seen it, may ruin your viewing experience. So if you plan to see this film, please consider resuming the episode only after you've viewed the film, which you can find at... Netflix. Streaming! Just kidding! We now return you to Forgotten Flicks, already in progress. And Jason... (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if we should go on a rant about the fact that either we have an amazing uncanny knack for picking movies that it seems like a week ago were streaming and then they're not. Yeah, I don't think it's a knack. I think uh, I'm pretty convinced someone from Netflix listens uh, to the show or bugs our conversations or something because it feels feels very deliberate. <laughs> it probably has nothing to do with the fact that we tend to pick movies around specific times of year. And obviously Netflix has some kind of licensing uh, issue. It probably has nothing to do with that. It probably has everything to do with the fact that they are listening in in essay style. I like the, uh, I like the conspiracy theory much better. Yeah, I do too. Actually, it's kind of fun. <laughs> so Jason, as complex as this motion picture is, would you like to relay the synopsis? <laughs> if I have to, I guess. Um, yeah, it's pretty simple. You heard the, the synopsis in both the uh, clip that you played in the beginning uh, and in the trailer. This is just the story of Shoop, the gym teacher turned summer school teacher for remedial English and a classroom full of misfits. And um, let's see. At first, he doesn't care and neither do they. And then they find some kind of inspirational common ground and they try. It's a beautiful you know, thing. Sh- it's a beautiful thing. That's that, that pretty. I would say that pretty much covers it. <laughs> Good night, everybody.
That's it. Uh, that's it. No, um, this is kind of a classic story with all of these different storylines where in each individual student uh, has got something else going on that kind of converges into this classroom um, and Shoop helps them in some way. So that's how he motivates them is just to uh, do them a favor in return if they actually put some effort in and uh, try to pass this English test that I guess they all failed, which is why they're in this class to begin with. Um, and then they have to try and take it again or else he loses his job if they don't pass. So it's it's a class with about know, eight people or so in it. Um, yeah, well, initially it starts off with a lot more than that. Yes. <laughs> but then they uh, just start to talk about leave. that. Yeah, I want to talk about that in a minute. Um, but uh, it, yeah, I'd say eight to ten really is kind of their core group. Um, and, and that's pretty much it. But then there's, you know, stuff that happens along the way, not the least of which uh, we should mention is his foil, the vice president or vice principal uh, of the school who hates him and wants to get him fired. Larry, Larry uh, from uh, Three's Company. <laughs> no, he doesn't look like Larry. You don't think so? I, he looked like no, Larry to me. He didn't have the hair like he's got to have the fabulous hair. Mm, that's um, true. That's true. Yeah. And and so anyway, vice principal Gills who is, what does he call him? And like a get in the ass or something like that. Yeah. I really oh. don't know what that means. I don't know what he meant. So, <laughs> um, but he tries to get him fired throughout. And the only other teacher we see, uh, over the summer, um, is, uh, miss Bishop, who is played by one Kirstie Alley. Yep. Um, and so she decides to help shoop out throughout the course of the summer and, that's kind of his side story. Although he really doesn't have a story. He's kind of a beach bum uh, layabout. You get the vibe that he obviously at one point was a surfer dude, but I don't know that they, they certainly don't. Other than him knowing the vernacular of the surfer dudes, he doesn't particularly, um, I don't know. He doesn't do much with surfing. If anything, he skates, he roller skates. Uh, yeah, and apparently lives right on the beach, like which on a teacher's salary you can. would you would be able to in, yeah, in Los it, Angeles, even in the 1980s, I'm sure. Yep, yep, especially on a a gym teacher's salary who apparently only does like a really sorry gym class and, and checks jock straps. Yes, because the guy in the beginning, uh, the the teacher as the movie opens, who is the sad, uh, stereotypical, anxious teacher looking for any way to get out of his sorry life is scratching off a long list of lottery <laughs> tickets and yes. wins the jackpot. Do you know, yes, ladies and gentlemen, do you know who that was? $50,000 he wins uh, and quits and runs off and says he he's out of here. He doesn't. So for $50,000, that's ha ha having been a teacher <laughs> when $50,000 was worth a lot less than it would have been in 1887. I guess I say Godspeed, my friend. Godspeed. See what the real trick was. He should have just been a gym teacher because apparently then he would have been able to afford a beach house. Oh, there's a good point. Um, good point. Do you yes. know? Do you know who that poor, pathetic, ultimately <laughs> lottery ticket winning actor was? Who? Uh, uh, well, yes, actually, because I was going through the uh, the trivia bits on the movie. Uh, that was none other than the director of this film, yes. uh, Carl Reiner, who apparently. Uh, isn't satisfied making one movie in a year about the beach. He made two the same year. <laughs> and the other one was summer rental. Well, actually, uh, oh, a summer rental. I don't think it was the same year. Check it just to make sure I'm not wrong. But I think that may have been a couple years before it was in the trivia. That maybe said that, they you both know, came maybe out that's what, maybe that's why you thought 1985, the trivia may have lied to you. 
Oh, maybe the trivia. Was if wrong. you're going by Imdaba trivia, I always uh, it's it's a trust but verify situation. Dicey. Yeah, it's dicey. I get it. Um, but yes, but he did two, at least two movies back to back that were in fact about the beach. Oh yeah, maybe the best. Yeah, still, I guess he just did the first. Because no, that does make sense. No, Summer Rental was eighty five. Okay. No, that's right. Um, but so anyway, he. But made it's funny because we originally had talked about doing this as a double feature with both his movies, yeah. and I totally had not. I didn't even realize he directed Summer Rental. Yeah. That, that's what, I thought that's why he wanted to do a double no, feature. No, they're both him. Nope. I, but it had to do with the fact they were both beach movies, uh, had the name Summer in them, and Summer Rental was shot in my hometown. That was the you only gotta, reason why. Hey, you got a niche, uh, you stick with it, I guess. And it could be, there, there are worse things in this world than um, uh, filming movies on the beach in Southern California or, or Southern Florida. Or, or yeah, or, or St. Yep. Pete. Yeah, right. Which I guess is more Central Florida, but anyway. Um, yeah, so Carl Reiner, it was the really sad teacher in the beginning but uh there were there was a few pieces of this like the fact that the school was actually on a cliff overlooking the ocean Mm -hmm. uh where they surf i don't think that was the smartest place to build a high school really you don't think (laughs) i gotta i gotta be honest with you the whole scene where um pam who's one of the students played by uh, courtney thorne smith i believe yes Courtney Thorne Smith, uh, her thing is that she is this kind of daydreamer and, and she's looking out. She wants to do, she just wants to surf, right? So she's looking out the classroom window at the beach where the waves are crashing and all the surfers are. It's and literally a hundred feet away. It is. It, and I'm thinking, what dumbass built this high school right on the beach? It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't because I would not have graduated. <laughs> you know, you know. Actually, I believe the the architectural firm was called. Uh, oh, it was something to the effect of uh, plot point and uh, <laughs> massive coincidence, something like that, and yes. sons or something. Yeah, yeah. They needed some kind of convenient contrivance. plot point, something like that. Yeah, because <laughs> they never really reference it after that. It's it's the same one. Now, uh, if the trivia is to be believed, uh, <laughs> I also read that that was the same high school that they filmed uh, Karate Kid at. Really? Yes. Now, uh, you know, felt, I could see that the hallways had. Yeah, did you yeah, say that? Yeah. Well, very typical. I mean, I I can buy it. There wasn't a lot of scenes that went on in there. I guess the dance at night. Um. They didn't really play any of the bathroom scenes in there. Are you talking about what in uh, Karate Kid? Yeah, I'm trying yeah, to think well, of Well, and when he, when, he, when he arrives at the school during Cruel Summer, you see him walk up to his locker. and Yeah, so you but I mean, that, just, just not a lot of scenes there. So it wasn't, not that I remember. Yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it in a long time. Anyway, um, it, so it's a very stereotypical kind of Southern California school, but uh, not on the beach. Because no other point do they actually look out at the beach. But No. Uh, yeah. So anyway. Um I think I've seen this recently, but I don't remember because <laughs> I watched it again, uh, getting ready for the show and it all felt like I had just watched it, but I don't remember when I had actually seen it's it. It's one of those movies because I don't believe I had, I think I did see it maybe five or six years ago and I hadn't seen it in a long time prior to that, but it's one of those movies I find that when you go and rewatch it, even if several years have passed, you might not remember a lot. There's a few key parts that I always remembered, but yeah. but it just it's as if you as I don't know how much you watched as a kid. I remember watching it a lot as a kid. I don't know if I watched it a ton. Um, I definitely watched it, you know, as on the HBO runs, but yeah. I don't remember watching it uh, um, a whole crap ton. But every second of it feels familiar. Like yeah. every second 
feels like I've seen this movie a million times. It's literally so like it's, deja vu. It's like cinematic yes, deja vu. Yes. It's like, oh, I've been here before. Yes. <clears throat> and not because it was like other movies, not that kind of deja vu, like the actual lines and pieces. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yep, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That disturbs me now when it didn't do it. Disturb me then. <laughs> Now, now, I, oh, I man, that feels uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll, we'll get to some some discomfort very soon, I'm sure. That'll become the meat and potatoes of this episode. I have a very strong feeling. But before we get to that, let's address the actors, the student yes. actors, the yes. folks that I just want to make a quick, quick observation <clears throat> that as you go through their MDBA profiles, and again, if it's to be believed, did you check out their actual ages? Um, I did on a couple uh, on purpose. <laughs> a few of them are actually, holy crap. One of them fit. I think Shawnee Smith. She was 17, I believe, around there. The preg- uh, she was yeah, the pregnant one. I did one, not yeah. look and, her up. And she was in The Blob and the Saw yes. movies. Okay. So. Quite, yeah, Saw. She's big. She's uh, most recently the big um, hit. That was the Saw series. Um, but no, I looked up a couple. Uh, I looked up a couple of them. I looked up. Of course, at one point we get the exchange students from Italy uh, who decide she is coming in to uh, learn English before the fall you, semester you, starts. You mean you mean a lot of vagina? Yes, uh, Fabiana Udenio. Sure, I you say so. Yep, uh, she was twenty-three, um, and she came in. And then I definitely looked up Courtney Thorne Smith because she at one point. Um, when Mark Harmon's character, uh, Shoup talks about, you know, loving surfing, uh, Courtney Thorne Smith decides that she thinks he's very spiritual and she's kind of falling in love with him. And, you know, anyway, and then at one point she says to him that she's 16. Yeah. Yeah. Which he's and laying like, on his bed, actually. That, that's, now, I, 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 that's about, I don't know what, halfway into the movie or so. She says that. Yeah. Roughly. And I've already accepted at this point that all of these people are supposed to be high school kids. And I get the interplay because Mark Harmon does look a lot older than all of them. So at least it plays like he's the elder. They're the younger ones. Uh, but for some reason, she said 16. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Like I, it's not even remotely believable. <laughs> no, it shocked me. To, I'm like, no. So that's when I looked up how old she really was and thought, well, maybe she just looks. No, she was freaking 20. <laughs> well, if I, and I actually said to my I said to my wife, we were watching. I said, I'd buy and I know 17 to 16, but I'd buy like 18, 19 ish. Yes. But for some reason, yes. 16 to me is so unbelievably young yes. <laughs> that, and, and plus, let's be honest, it adds an extra level of creep factor. Like had these kids, these, all these kids are, first of all, the other thing doesn't make sense. They said the graduating class of 87. So unless she's some kind of Doogie Hauser, which I realize Doogie Hauser graduated medical school at 16, but still unless she was uh, uh, beyond everybody else, she would at Which least be 17 she... in, as a senior in high school. Uh, 17 or 18. And that would be, and I think if all of them had been 18 or pushing 18, at least yes. you have the whole, it's wildly inappropriate, really unethical, but not illegal and creepy as it, <laughs> and I understand yeah. oh, two years, but still for some reason it's psychological, 18 to 16, it's a difference. Now, and here's here's what I want to put this to you now, and let me let me know what you think about this. That's the only moment that they talk about anybody's age in this, other than uh, you know Mark Harmon making reference on uh, his age. They don't really talk about that. So when I think of my high school years, mm-hmm. and I think of the ne'er do wells who would be in a remedial English summer no school class. No offense to all the ne'er do wells listening. 
or uh, all the remedial English attenders. Uh, yeah. uh, they, I, I put them in the 20 year old range. <laughs> yeah. My experience, I, I had, I had students at the middle school slash junior high level, depending on what era you're from. And I had a couple kids in my quote unquote, slightly below average English class. These are right. eighth graders that summer. They were turning 17 folks. Yeah. So I could have bought if they played these all out to be we're damn near we're adults, but we're stuck in perpetual high school and we're just trying to get yeah. through it. Yeah. Not we're 15, 16 year old. Well, it doesn't make any sense that they're all supposed to be seniors. They said this the gra- in the trail is the graduated class of 1987. Well, then they're all at least 17, if not 18. Yeah, but they didn't make a that couple of 19. The, yeah, they didn't make that reference in the um, in the movie that I remember. Like they don't talk about graduating or anything. Yeah, so. Yeah, so that that did make that part extra creepy because he actually lets her move in. Oh wait, 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 wait! You mean hold on? Let's give the build up here. <laughs> you mean you yeah. mean that was creepier than? Pam, what's your wish? Uh, I'll tell Mister Shoop when the time is right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now wait, you should have grabbed the audio when she shows up at his doorstep and she says to him in that coy voice. Remember when I said I'd tell you my wish when I was when it, the time was right? Well, the time is right. Yeah. <laughs> I, want like, you, I want you to make oh, me a woman. <laughs> right. That's what I thought she was asking. And then he goes off at the, oh, you you mean your wish is you want to move in with me? Whoo. Oh, oh. I almost yeah. makes you wonder because he's so That's quoted, not what I thought. Well, wait, and he's so dedicated. And, and I'll give him credit. They did not even insinuate that he wanted to go there. So I guess, though. The level of his slackertude mixed with his desire to get these kids to do what they're supposed to do. What if? What if she had said, I want you to make me a woman? Would you, would you have done the whole hemming? Like, I I don't know. I just, it, it seems wrong. Really? Like, would you really let a 16-year-old, you're a single guy, good-looking single guy, 30 years old, which, yeah, give me a break. Yeah, he was 30 years old. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at it thinking he looks older than I am now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but I don't mean that in a negative way. Like he's old and, and I mean, Mark Herman's a good looking oh. dude, but he, he has this distinguished look, yeah. quality to him. He looks like he's in his to early forties to me. Yeah. Which uh, when this was filmed, I think he was 36, 37. Okay. So he's like, about, he was about, yeah, my age, you know, that's what I expect. 15, yep. 16 years younger than you, whatever. And <laughs> <laughs> the point is, when I'm looking at him, much like most of the cast, and who knows, maybe this is the CND speaking, maybe this is the uh, childhood in me of watching this movie. They all looked older to me, even now, like as I'm watching this. Yes. Yeah, they felt that way when I remember watching it as a kid, uh, but it also felt that way watching it now. And that's why I said I could have bought it if they were all just kind of, they had been failed back three yeah. times and throughout the course of their, their school careers and they were just older. But running, uh, running with the conceit that he's a 30 year old single surfer dude kind of guy, gym teacher, obviously it's far, far less reprehensible for him to let her just live with him. But I'm just going to throw it out there. And I understand it was the eighties. It was 87. It was a different time. <laughs> it was the summer of love but i'm just going to give you a, a quick and little cocaine. inside baseball when i was a teacher and i taught video productions and i would have a student that wanted to edit something and it was a female and she's really crazy young like 13 years old you know what this guy did this guy who's 
classroom was very close to the school office, would prop his door open, sit in a chair at the edge of his door, grade papers and let her go back and do whatever she needed to do. You know why? Because I ain't getting <laughs> accused of jack squat. And I'm not saying that that would or couldn't happen back then. And I understand, again, different times, man. People were into different things. But I'm just saying, whoa, yeah, yeah. you effing idiot. Yes. So there, there's a line that was crossed here that got a little uh, awkward. It was awkward, but it was unbelievable in that when he's he says she asks if she can move in and he actually goes through this. I don't know. You know, it's small. There's not a lot of room here. Oh, you were talking about his apartment, um, I hope. <laughs> What's that? You said you started with, it's small. I was like, oh, you're talking yeah. about his apartment. <laughs> No, no. And then he's like, you know, my couch is burnt up and because they just had a party in his, you know, she's like, oh, the floor is fine. And he's like, I don't know. And then he's finally like, OK. And he knows she likes him. I mean, he's not a moron. So he knows full well no. she likes him. Because the night before at the freaking party where they're all drinking and they're all having a party, she gets him alone in his bedroom, lays on the bed with him. And starts coming on to him. Which, now, by the way, didn't his bedroom look like the bedroom in a houseboat? Like, he was all <laughs> bed. Like, there was almost no room. It was just a bed. Yes, it was very tiny. Now, it also, you know, they showed his house. It was kind of a very small beach house. But, yes, that felt like something it would be like on a yacht. So, um, he he's laying on the bed. And she knocks on the door and is like, hey, you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm good. Come on in. Okay, flag mm -hmm. number one. He says, come on in. Mm -hmm. She comes in, closes the door. She, she kind of gets real coy again and uh, lays on the bed. And, oh, who's that? Is that your girlfriend? He's like, yeah, sort of. She's in Hawaii. Oh, so you like him young. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she's, he's like, well, she's not that young. She's 21. She's like, well, I'm 16. And it, it, it may not seem like much of a difference now, but when she's 66, I'll only be 61. Like that's supposed to be a well, selling wait, point, it's right? Not, it's, not, it's not much of a difference now. Oh, except for the jail time he's going to do and, <laughs> the, and the, the rest of his life as a sex offender. But other than that, no difference at all. <laughs> so then she like goes over and lays on the bed and puts her legs next to his head. And he's like, oh, come on, let's go back and have some more fun. But at no point was there any sense of urgency or sense of, hey, this might not be appropriate. Yeah, like the <laughs> second the, the chick walked in my room and and shut the door, I've been like, uh, I surely wouldn't have been laying on the bed like, eh, you know. Uh, I'm out of here. Yeah, so it was the next day that she asks to move in with him, and he never thought that was weird. Now, I think the entire time throughout this, why that didn't completely ruin me on this movie mm -hmm is that Mark Harmon does a brilliant job of pulling off sort of the, the clueless surfer. Like he genuinely comes but he across, but not, but not stupid. No, not stupid. He comes across in a, like, I would, I never believe for a moment in any of this, like he would have taken advantage. No, of her. yeah. Like, he comes he, across as an innocent almost. Yes. Yes. He's just a really cool, uh, laid back. And so he plays that character so well that it didn't, that part of it with him never really bothered me that much, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, he, he just kind of is that, even when he breaks up with her, where later she makes dinner and they're, you know, <laughs> which, again, oh, yeah. very hey, awkward. Yo, hey, honey. Hey, yeah, he walks in and goes, hey, honey. Hey, honey. How was your day? <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> what? You can start on the crackers and cheese. Um, 
Yeah, it made me feel awkward, but his part of it didn't. And so I think he saved that from being really, really awkward. Really, really awkward. (laughs) Yeah, it could have really made the movie weird. Now, the worst part about it wasn't just that she was coming on to him and, and moving in. The worst part about that whole sequence was her own brother and sister-in-law basically turning her out to this guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, They're like, hey. Yeah, because she's like, it's okay. He said I could stay. And they are all on his porch. Single guy. Mm-hmm. Their 16-year-old sister moving in with him, and that's okay. Well, to be fair, they were having another kid, and they needed the couch or something. Right, right. That made it That made it okay. That they are going to pimp uh, her out, basically. Right. That's the best place for a 16-year-old sister to go who has no other place is with a 30-something single guy Bachelor, who lives on the yeah. beach. Yeah, yep. yeah. Yeah, that was... That good was call, good, good call, sis. Good move, good move. I hope they were being paid. That's all I can Yeah. That was that was like selling their sister. That was just awkward. It but, was uh, extremely awkward. But I, but I would like to I would like to unless you had something to complete on that idea. I do want to shift into another level of awkward. But actually, one I I appreciated on on some. Okay, I did have one more thing. Uh, I looked her up because Courtney Thorne Smith is rather cute in this movie. Um, yeah, but she's so, to me she's very cute. But she's she became hotter as she matured because she has a very babyish face to me in this. Yeah, I let's see. 87 I was yeah yeah okay I was uh I was a young teen (laughs) I was a young teen uh when this came out I thought she was hot when I was a kid looking at her now she looks more cute but uh she was still very cute so I had to look up to me she's 20 in this Mm -hmm. movie so Mm -hmm. it's it's okay (laughs) oh it's (laughs) creepy and sad but creepy yes but legal uh 20 come on I was married my wife was 20 when I married her no yes let me think. Let me do the math. Okay. Okay. I don't know if I want to get the out of the bag on a, on a podcast. <laughs> okay. So, well, anyway, on, yeah. on that note, I did want to address uh, uh, an issue. I'm sure you also want to address something on the lines of. Uh, <laughs> yes, I didn't know you were in this movie. <laughs> I I did not as well. Actually, yes, I. I found that even though I don't think I saw this movie when it came out. Oh, I know I didn't see it at the theater. It would have been a video rental came out 87. So let's say it was actually, I probably might've run it around 88. So 12 ish. Okay. And I was even in high school, I was not like chainsaw and Dave. I wasn't one of those type. I hung out occasionally with those type of guys, <laughs> but I was not one of like to look at me to talk to. I was not that guy. However, my, Room, while Chainsaws was much, much cooler than mine, was something along those lines. Uh, <laughs> minus all the awesome latex masks. I had a couple. He had way more than I did, and they were his were awesome. Yes, and those masks, those are like hundreds and hundreds oh, of dollars. Oh, yeah, right? they were literally like the the Dick Smith, like these professional <laughs> quality. Like you would have, you go to the Party City even, and, and around Halloween time, these are ones that cost like $200, yeah. Yeah. I would not be surprised if, as they reference in the movie, they reference one Rick Baker. Yes. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if those were actually his. Yeah, like, like donated for, right, the, for, the, right. for the shoot or something. From yeah. the, from the, the uh, studios, you know, they just stuffed them in there. When but, I wanted to go back and just see if any of them seemed familiar, because I'm sure if we really did a scan of the room, I saw a poster yeah. for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, obviously. Uh, yep, Friday which the is 13th, a central part of the movie, I because saw, we explained to the people who may not have seen the movie, uh, two of the characters who are like... Um, attached at the hip uh francis 
Chainsaw, who he goes by Chainsaw, and Dave uh, are like these horror freaks. And most specifically, they are freaks for a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, so, in fact, they their favorite, one of their many favorites that they ask of Shoop is... You arrange a screening in class of the greatest movie ever made, the 1973 Tobey Hooper classic, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The Tobey Hooper. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. And and so, like you said, they love this movie. They want a screening of it in class. And uh, like I said, Chainsaw Massacre poster was up there Friday the 13th. And I think Jaws 2, I saw that one. And I don't, I'm yeah, sure I was, saw Jaws 2 when he was waking up from his nightmare at one yes, point. Yes, yes. Yeah. So he had some pretty decent posters up there. It was pretty cool. And uh-huh. and so, yes, I definitely could on some level relate to them. However, the cojones on these gentlemen, besides the fact that they... Much like many of the other people, although one guy in particular, one of the student actors, I don't know if you looked him up as far as his age goes, but yikes. But these guys, how old do you think they are now? Did you look them up? I did not. I did not look them up. Ballpark it. Like now. How old do you just guess? Like now? So how old? How old? OK, so that would mean uh, 87. That was 23 years or 27 years ago ish. God, that's unbelievable. Isn't it? <laughs> almost, tw- almost 28 years, dude. This movie's almost 30 years old. Wow. Um, okay, so I'm going to say those guys, when the movie was made, were 20. Okay. Actually, I think Chainsaw looked older. Yes, he did. Dave looked a little younger. Um, in fact, he is actually a year younger. Really? Yep. Uh, I'd say they were 20, so I'd say they're pushing 60 now. <laughs> well, no, they wouldn't be pushing 60 now. <laughs> They'd be in their mid-40s. 50s. You're close. Yeah. Chainsaw is. 50. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. thinking 37. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I would say mid 50s. Yeah, okay. They are 50, uh, 51 and 52. 51 is Chainsaw. 52 is Dave. They were, when this movie was made, they were already in their mid to late 20s. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Ch- Chainsaw was played by Dean Cameron, uh, who was born Dean, I believe it's Eckleberry. <laughs> I, I, I think Cameron may have been a safe bet to go with. All right. All and right. yes, he was born in 1962. So, uh, you know, 7282 plus five years. He was yep. 25. And Mr. Dave, who was played by Gary Riley, was a year older. He, oh, I'm sorry. He's a year younger. My bad. He's 50. So oh, okay. he was 24. Yeah, yeah. So it's not, yep. I mean, it's not horrible. I mean, the, the one uh, Anna Maria, the foreign exchange student, also known as Alata Fagina. <laughs> from the Austin Powers movie. Yep. Oh, no, that was just my nickname. No, she was in Austin Powers. Oh, no, that was just the nickname I came up Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> just, just kidding. Bingo. hey <laughs> Yes, I know, actually. Yeah, I liked Austin Powers. I don't Actually, I thought the second was even funnier. I thought the second one was better. Yes, yeah. yes. But I did like the first one. Third one's horrible. So, yeah, the third one sucked. Yes. We agree to agree. Mike Myers as Dr. Evil was, that was the best. I mean, he was just... That second one. Well, and he Fat Bastards, when the second one gets oh, fat, fat Bastard. Oh, Fat Bastard, yep, yeah, yeah. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. And then, of course, um, uh, what's his name was in it? The uh, Anchorman. Um, oh, Will Ferrell. Yo, he, Will Ferrell. Yeah, he's actually right. They, they, they dump him into Stafa. the class. I love how we've yeah. completely gone away from summer school and now we're talking about Austin Powers. <laughs> we'll come back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm okay. very badly injured. <laughs> All right, so. So, yeah, so these two are in their 50s now. Okay, so you looked up ages, right? Look up ages of all of them. Uh, pretty much, yeah. Okay, uh, how Mark Harmon we said was in his uh, late thirties, right? His, yeah, he's actually in yep. his like his early sixties now. Okay, so who do you think was the oldest student? I think I know. 
there. Okay, we, you've already talked about Shawnee Smith was uh, probably the youngest. Mm, yeah, ballparking. Uh, right, because yes. she was uh, 17-ish uh, when this came out, right? Yep. Uh, we've already talked about that uh, uh, Courtney Thorne-Smith was 20. Yes. Uh, you pointed out uh, Francis and Dave, and they were uh, mid-20s. Um, what about Fabiana Udenio? Well, she was, what did you say, 23? Uh, 23, yep. So yep. she's 49 now? Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, sounds about I, right. I'm cheating. I'm reading it off Imdb. Uh, I'm not looking. Um, I did not look up how old was uh, the football player guy. Kevin, he the one is about her age. Johnny. He's about her age. He's about um Fabiana's 17-ish. Age. Oh, no, no, okay. Fabiana's age. He, he was about in his early 20s then. Oh, 20s. Yeah, okay. he was in Heathers. He played a football kid in that too. You ever see Heathers? Um, yes, that's the... Uh, um, Christian Slater, Winona Ryder. Christian Slater, yeah. They really yeah he was the far- football player, the douchey football player that... Heather, I'm uh, sorry, Veronica, Winona Ryder's character, and Christian Slater's character, they, the two football player guys, and they end up killing them. That's right. And they, That's yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. I love my dead gay son. <laughs> so, All yes, right. it, it was, yes, the, the, the guy, his real name is Patrick, is it Libito or Libido? Libito? All you JAG fans out there know because it, it's he's apparently was also on JAG, a show I never watched. Ah, okay. Yeah, I didn't watch it either. I am familiar with it. Yes. But, but no, right. I think the winner is Ken Olant. Uh-huh. He Stripper played, Larry? He played Stripper Larry. Yep. He which, was also in a couple of my personal, well, one guilty pleasure favorite, one... I thought it was, and then we watched it and made it to where it's like, ew. Uh, he was in April Fool's Day. Yes, that's right. Yes. And he was in Leprechaun. Ah. See if you can figure out which one is which. So, for me. So, <laughs> so yes. How do you think he is now? Uh, uh, I looked him up. So oh, that you cheated would be with cheating. him, too. Okay, me too. I did look him okay. up. Okay. But yes. did you have the same reaction I did? what yeah because he's like 56 now he's almost mark Harmon's age he's only like five or six years younger than him yeah he was he was 29 when this movie came out yeah um and he wins uh he wins the movie because he was damn near 30 and he looked really good uh because he was the whole idea was he slept through class yeah it was pretty that was a pretty good gag that was his gag was he slept every class and then it turns out that at night he was stripping uh at a chippendales club and they show him actually stripping there, and he's 30, and he looks really good for 30 years old. Um, but uh, and, yeah, and he, I bought—I wouldn't have bought him as a 17 or 18 year old kid. But I think oh, it's funny to me—he looked younger than, say, Chainsaw or uh, maybe the football player or Kelly Joe Minter, and the, the, you know the a few of the other kids—they looked older overall to me than he did because he had kind yeah. of a baby face. Yeah. Now the the other one, um, oh gosh, I didn't look up his age. I'll, I'll I'll try and cheat now. The guy that played Jerome. Now Jerome is the one that in the very beginning. Oh, yeah, that's a crust. Great. I've got to get. He said there was a mistake on that test. Yeah, let's also indicate Jerome is about <laughs> six foot six and huge. Yes, he is a uh, uh, very very big guy, much bigger than uh, Mark Harmon. Yes, uh, is and towers over him. And, and he just looks very kinda... familiar, and I couldn't place it. I honestly didn't even look it up, but I, he looks very familiar to me. Like I know yeah. him from something specific, and I don't know what it is. I, th- I think he was mainly known for this, but he was he's been in bit parts and, and other stuff. And apparently, his dad is a Hall of Fame football player, Willie Davis. Ah, I believe it. 
defensive end. So he comes from big stock. Um, but, uh, oh, oh, I know where I know him from. Holy crap. Here's, here's weird. He, uh, speaking of football player, that just that tripped it off. When in Beetlejuice, when uh, the uh, married couple are in the lady's office yeah. trying to get, get out, you know, how do they get these people out of the house? And the football players come in and they're tell, calling the lady coach. Oh, that's right. He was one of those guys. He was one. He was the main guy that was talking to her. Did you ever see the movie, The Program that came out in the early 90s? Uh, yes. Was he in that? Because he seems I, like he may have been in that, too. I don't remember. Uh, okay, well, while you're uh, talking about the other stuff, I'll look that up because I think All he right. was. See if you can find out how old he is. Okay, uh, uh, you you you, you keep the mic hot here, and I'll. Uh... Yeah, I don't remember. So anyway, yeah. So he um he gets up and says there was a mistake on on my test, and that's the only reason I'm in here. There better not be another mistake, right? And so Shoop's like, I think you're going to do very well in this class. Yeah, <laughs> and then he do- goes, and I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, then he goes, I got to go to the bathroom, and he's like, well, this was later, right? This is later that he said that, and he goes, wait a second you need the pass. And he hands him, you know, the big giant hall pass, uh, wooden bathroom pass. Right. Yeah. So he takes off. We don't see him for the whole rest of the movie until they're all filing in at the end to take their exam. And he shows back up and he's like, Whoa, whoa, whoa wait a second. Where, what are you doing? He said, I, I'm back from the bathroom and he hands him the bathroom pass. And he, and, <laughs> and then spoiler alert for the end, he ends up getting the highest score on the test. Yes. He gets like a 90 something. Right. Um, he was, so, he was in the program score. Was he really? 1993, baby. Yep. Hey, how old is he? Okay. Here's what's weird. There's no, he doesn't have a picture. Somebody needs to represent his, the actor's name is Dwayne Davis. Somebody needs to represent for Dwayne and put his picture on there. It just says he was born in Cleveland. He's six foot four. He looked bigger than six foot four. Yeah. They played him up. They, they definitely did the camera angle. Oh, they sure. Did the, they did. When, sure. When he stood up to Mark Harmon, they did the camera angle actually above him. Yes. Looking down over his shoulder down at Mark Harmon. So he was in some pretty decent movies. He was in quite a few actually. Wow. Anyway, uh, my guess would have been that he looked maybe the oldest. Yeah, 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 he did. Like he looked the oldest in that. Like and he of could course, have been. he was in, according to this, A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, uh, Dream Master. They just have him listed as actor. I'm sure I could go and look at that up on Dream uh, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street 4. But uh, also, not in that particular one, but one of the other cast members was in another Nightmare on Elm Street motion picture. Do you know which one? Which actor? Which actor was in a nightmare which, on which Elm Street? Kid, yes, which one of these summer school kids? Um, I'm not looking. I'm I'm not looking. Um, I'll give you a hint. She was in another. Horror was it movie. Shawnee Smith? Nope. She was in no. another horror movie that we've covered. So that would I see why you'd go there because Shawnee yep. was in the Blob remake that we loved. Yep. But yep. another movie we loved. I may have a fetish for and a poster of uh, that uh, that she was in as well. Was it the Driver Lady Kelly Joe Mintner? Yes. Yes. Yeah, she was yeah. in Nightmare on Elm Street five. Oh, but she was also in people under the Dream stairs. Warriors. Yeah, uh, no, Dream Warriors is three. Boy, I'm oh. a loser. And five <laughs> is in fact the Dream Child. Four is Dream oh, Master. That's Two that's is it. Freddy's Revenge. <laughs> Six is Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare. You're Seven is Wes Craven's New Nightmare. <laughs> and then he appeared again in Freddy vs. Jason. And then they remade it all, and it sucked. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Jo Mintner was also who do you remember what else she was in? Um she was in Lost Boys. Yes. Um I know we've covered that. And she was um like full sister. Oh, I love you, Jason. Yes, good. And man. people under the stairs. She yes. was a sister, right? Fool! Yes, yeah, she, 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 she she was full sister, yes. 
Yeah. So yeah, she was in people. In yeah. I couldn't forget that one. Come on. That's one of our, we met the guys in that. Yeah. So. I, I love that movie so much. <laughs> we ought to just cover that one again. Let's just make the next spooky flicks. Fest. That's all it's going to be just five weeks straight. <laughs> Revisits. Yep. Of people. Um, yes. And she, uh, of course, uh, her character in this is, uh, she turns out she is dyslexic. Uh, can't write or read very which, well. Which equals bad driver, by the way. I didn't know if you knew uh, that. Yes, and she is also a horrific driver. She's trying to get her driver's license, uh, which is uh, what she trades the the uh, teacher to work on is, is that she'll study and do her homework if he teaches her how to drive, which he doesn't really, he does kind of once, um, but uh, I get it. Well, you know, they can't play out everybody's storyline that long. And it was during that scene when, when Mr. Shoop teaches her how to drive I learned a couple of interesting things. I don't know about you, but being that this is a movie about school, I felt that I wanted to make sure that there were actual lessons in this. And for instance, one. I'll tell you something, and this is fact. You know why so many drunk drivers get in wrecks? Because they don't learn to drive drunk. Fact. <laughs> and then I learned this. Fact. Alcohol kills brain cells. You lose one more, you're a talking monkey. <laughs> I would argue he already is. Yes, yes, he is. Um, yeah, we're not going to go down the whole path uh, of the alcoholic children. Oh, my God. Uh, and if they were like, if they didn't even just make it like, oh, they just like, oh, the crazy kids like their beer. No, they made it seem like I actually at one point thought somebody needs to intervene. This child has a problem. Yes. No, because, you know, I, rec I do recall in especially movies of this time period that there were a, there was a lot of that kind of acceptance of when you go to a party, all the teenagers drink, you oh, know, it's Revenge of the Nerds, they're in college camp, you know, all that stuff. I get it. So you made basically things that we know, of course, our children will never grow up to do. <laughs> we hope not. <laughs> but at least they play it out like it's the, you know, they're at a party and that's what how party scenes are supposed to be played out in Hollywood. Yeah, these kids are like functional alcoholics. No, these are guys that are in their like trench coats sitting on the base of a palm tree by the beach in drinking broad vodka. <laughs> broad like daylight. They're, yes, they're practicing to be drunken vagrants. Um, <laughs> And that, that, like the whole movie, they're just trash. And, and that scene you're talking about is that's when Chainsaw's like, let me drive. And he's like, Chainsaw, you've been drinking. And he's like, that, that's when he does the whole fact. People, and I'm like, that's not a problem for you, teacher. And you're yeah, well, that's, what I, that's what I thought was so funny is that Shoop is just like, hey, you've been drinking. He, what? Like, right. And no big deal when he takes the rap for them later mm -hmm. when they were drinking under that palm tree and he tells the cops, oh, no, that was my vodka that they were drinking. By officer. the way, by the way, I, I take it symbolically. Do you think the o only thing that was actually penetrated on him was his ear? <laughs> because let's be honest, when he goes, Mark Harmon's a handsome, a handsome man. And he goes <laughs> into jail in roller skates and like the 80 shorty shorts and no shirt. And. Did he go to jail in like backwoods, Kentucky somewhere? Because that or maybe uh, maybe prisoners? if Escape from New York hadn't been six years prior to this, I would have thought it may have been one of the set pieces from that because they were literally like these bikery just I don't even know how to describe it was. It did not seem to fit a potentially I'm assuming there would be a jail near the beach for this exact kind of thing, like public drunkenness or any number of misdemeanor yes. type crimes this is literally like a prison filled with people who might be up for at best case scenario <laughs> manslaughter right it, it looked more like a federal penitentiary where they had housed the hell's angels yeah exactly that's uh, a great way of putting it yes drug bust exactly right? and and here and then they put i love is they keep his roller skates on they just push him in and he just goes oh shirt roller skates on and shorty yes. shorts yeah and shorty shorts yes the nba circa 1970 shorts 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and then he comes out and Christie Alley, Christie Alley had bailed him out and he's got an earring. And what do you say? Something about a friend. Because I met a friend <laughs> and I, I stand by. That was a symbolic nod to the fact that he was penetrated. He was tagged. I, I actually think he, uh, he was just owned. Like you're in my harem now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I pretty much think that's how that one went down. No pun intended. And I do want to, before we jump into any picks or anything crazy and in our actual whether we like this movie or not. <laughs> We're not done. I want to address, going back to Chainsaw Dave, what is perhaps my overall favorite scene in this movie. And it, it set, it's set up like this. Mr. Shoop has left the class. He can't take it anymore. He quits. And what's the guy's name? The vice president? Or, I did it too. I called him vice president. What, we, we, we want him to be vice president? What? <laughs> I know we're both doing it. Yeah. It's his name is Gills. 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 Yes. He has brought it. Well, he initially watched them for maybe one class and now he's brought in a substitute, a very uh, sweet woman who, and this is the very beginning of, of the, of the situation with her. So Miss Cure, I, I just wanted to let you know that the children are a little hyperactive, but I'm sure that you'll enjoy their joie de vivre. Well, so far I've only subbed at grammar school, so this should be a nice change. Don't go in there without a gun, it's terrible. Is this my classroom? Yes, it is. Whose blood is that? Is that your blood? No! (laughs) (laughs) Whose blood is that? Is that your blood? (laughs) I love that part. So, uh, it. They definitely set it up. She's the sweet grammar school teacher coming in to take over these crazies. But really, that's the question you're going to ask when a a girl comes out of a classroom covered in blood. You're going to say, is that your blood, dear? Well, what I thought was funny, I think that was exactly why it made me laugh even now, even (laughs) even though I knew that scene that that just the woman's reaction. is So, hmm, okay, I'm going to pretend like this isn't as horrific as I think it is. Um. Whose blood is that? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah. So I think the it makes scene... it better if it's hers. <laughs> uh, so the whole scene, they basically go, uh, the, the principal and uh, the new substitute walk in, and it they had set up this whole horror uh, haunted house scene of all of these um, gore each one of the students just, is dying. Yeah, yeah. Just gory yep. as all get out. Uh, it is a showcase of their skills with makeup and movie magic. Uh, she freaks out. She leaves. And uh, or no, she freaks out. The principal says, all right, everybody stop it. Get up right now. And um, they all get up and, and she leaves, says, I don't think I'm ready for high school. Yeah, and she yeah, walks I, out. I, wait, 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 wait for it. <laughs> I'm not ready for high school. <laughs> exactly. Oh, we've all said that. <laughs> um, but I get the. The idea that the that Chainsaw and Dave are these kind of horror movie buffs, but that felt like it was really too much of the movie what, the whole that, time around. Them? Yes, like they, it was. It felt like it was too much. Mm-hmm. Now, I get that each one of these characters, these kids, are supposed to have their own kind of weirdness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they kind of had their time when they were showing off to. Um, uh, Miss Italian model, I don't remember her name now, Anna Maria. Yeah, yeah. And um, 
they did the whole rabbit thing. That was, I thought, funny. <laughs> that was pretty funny. They're at a petting farm, and they both come screaming, running out of the rabbit pen uh, with these rabbits attached to their face, and they're screaming, and blood's coming out, and they both pretend to die. And all the class is like, oh, very nice. Yes, that's, that's very good. And she's kind of freaked out. That, I thought, fit well. Uh, but they should have just left it there because I felt like that whole scene where, well, I get it. You know, they're trying to scare the teacher away and all. It, it just felt like it was too much. I will say I agree with you in principle because a just it's ridiculous that uh, how would every one of those kids not be expelled? Yes, you know, that that's just on it. Even in the 80s, I, there's just no way they would have gotten away with that because yeah. we're not talking about like if you are somebody who can't handle gore, you don't want to see this scene. I'm actually shocked this movie wasn't rated R just because of that. Scene. I understand it's fake and they play it off at the end is fake, but it is full on original Day of the Dead guy on the Larry's yes. on the cot with an eyeball like pierced with a pencil hanging out his guts hanging out he's pulling his own guts, guts yes. pulling his guts out another guy has this disembodied hand comes crawling along pulls uh, the football player's tongue out like slaps his bloody stump in its face I mean it yes. is gross now, now I'll say this it's awesome but it's gross. it was damn good special uh, oh, it's uh, practical great. effects it's great it was really good and I wanted to ask because I did not look this up did you look up who did the Effects and makeup and stuff. Actually, no, no, I didn't. <laughs> you think I would have? Okay, hold on. Make, uh, a makeup department. Uh, uh, Judith, Carolyn, Sherry, Greg, and Norman. No major names uh, there, but they all did an excellent job. Whether well, of course, it's makeup. Let's see if we've got. Okay, special yeah. effects. Richard O. Helmer. And he yeah. is an Emmy winner. Pearl Harbor, Armageddon, Apocalypse Now, Spider-Man. So he's obviously done quite a bit of stuff here. But he's not his name was he's not a Rick Baker or a Greg okay, Nicotero. I was curious. I was curious if maybe there someone like that had actually been on it because some of the scenes were really good. Like the 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 guts him reaching his guts was really good. The uh, the tongue thing was really good. And I thought that the quality of it didn't feel like just high school kids doing where they had picked tomato sauce out of the the um, uh, cafeteria. It yeah. really felt movie quality so and of course that's where you also get into stretching credulity that these high school kids i don't care how in right. horror they are would be actually pulled off something that amazingly complex so and expensive oh and expensive yeah, that would have tossed some coin yeah <laughs> yes. definitely cost some scratch and, and and so they do that and i will have to say too it's funny that scene is probably one of the earliest memories i have of seeing what i would call hardcore gore in a movie that yeah and, and it's funny because i think it I want to say my memories is obviously memory. So take it for what it's worth, but he said it bothered me that I always felt that it was so graphic and so disturbing the way they set it up. Yeah. I remember being a kid a and it really, because when I was like eight or nine, I told you about my cousin running creepers, AKA phenomena, but I had my eyes closed for the whole thing. And same thing. You got fright night around that seven eighty five. So fright night, same thing again, kept my eyes shut through most of that. So I didn't see anything. This is one of the first times it's a comedy that I'm yes. watching and and I saw Day of the Dead around this time because I had a friend whose basically parents were non-existent when it came to monitoring what he watched. <laughs> nice. And and so but I want to say it may have been even a little. I may have been twice. This has been around the time I saw that. I do recall though that this being one of the earliest moments that I saw something of that because it is extreme. I mean, it's gross. It's okay, like, okay. Here you go. You ready? You ready? Mm -hmm. Norman Cabrera mm -hmm. uh, was the uh, in this movie. He was the special makeup effects. Yep. Yep working for Boris Inc. Uh, he also worked with Rick Baker's Cinefation, mm -hmm. 
Uh, KNB Effects. Oh, yeah. He's worked all the worked big with right? Kurtzman, Nick Terenberger. Yep. He worked on Kill Bill. He worked on Dusk Till Dawn, mm-hmm. Fright Night Part 2, Gremlins 2, um, Wishmaster, Sleepwalkers, don't, X-Files. Don't, don't, don't say any more because I may have changed my pick to one of his movies. <laughs> so um, a fantastic resume. So, okay, that stands out. That's what I was looking for was somebody who really oh, has done. I do want to ask you one thing. The disembodied hand. Who the hell was that? Okay, I was going to mention that because <laughs> they show they show all of their different, you know, their scenes of them dead, right? And then when the vice principal says, get up, you bunch of delinquents, and they all kind of gather around. And they do that buddy group picture where they're all standing in the shot and they're all standing together posing. There's some extra tall guy in the background with long hair. He's the guy with the hand. He's the disembodied hand that yes, pulls the jocks. But he wasn't tongue part out. of their team. No. Like he wasn't in the class. Any other point. It was you know what my thought was? I was like, he was maybe maybe that is the special effects guy, and he was doing the scene anyway. And so they just threw him in there almost like as a weird Easter egg thing to see if anybody would even notice. Right, because he's wearing some like, I don't know, weird green army jacket. He kind of blends in. And at first you don't notice him. At first it's like, oh, they are and then it's like Wait a second. This is the first time I've ever noticed him ever since I've seen this movie. That's the first time I've ever noticed him. And I just was thinking, who is that guy? Wait, what if he's a ghost like in Three Men and a Baby? (laughs) Maybe. Like, you know, in Three Men and a Baby, you could see the ghost. It's not a cardboard cutout of Ted Danson in a top hat because that would Uh, be too logical. No, no, no. no. (laughs) It's got to be the ghost of a dead kid. That's what this was. (laughs) Maybe. Oh man! Yeah, that was weird. Uh, so, yeah. I actually wrote that. I wrote that down. I was like, "Who the hell's the guy in the hat?" <laughs> and of course, I do want to mention Wonder Mutt. Yes, his dog is a German Shepherd-looking dog, right? Yeah, he's kind of a mutt. Obviously, he's called Wonder Mutt. But yeah, yep. I, I, I saw the German Shepherd, and he was super sweet, super cute, uh, very kissy. Did you did you also get deeply disturbed by the whole peanut butter jelly sharing scene? Because I found that just disturbing. Um. Uh. Yes. Uh. Gross. Uh, but only slightly better uh, than the three-way kissing scene at the end. Uh, you know, where... I, think we should, I don't think we should expand on Mark Harmon using peanut butter and jelly with his dog or the three-way kissing scene with a dog. Let's just let the people see the movie and figure it out. That was so gross. They didn't stop kissing. They didn't stop. They just kept going. And the dog's like, and then he turns and looks at the dog and goes, but the part where like, he's, he's eating peanut butter and jelly, that's the part in the trailer you heard him say, yeah, yeah. What do we, you know what we need besides bread? Because he's using his finger in peanut butter and jelly. And he and takes a lick, yeah. Di- yeah, dips it in, and he takes another look, and you think he's going to do it, and he gives it to the dog. And you're, okay, you're like, okay, he must be done, right? He's no, he's going to, oh, he, and he like licks his finger. <laughs> After the dog's licked all the peanut butter off his finger, and then he dips it back into the peanut butter, into the jelly, gives it back to the dog again. He's still got a <laughs> hunk on his finger, and then he licks that <laughs> off. Well, we, we know one thing for sure. Mark Harmon is a dog person. He's oh. clearly not. <laughs> and I love me a dog, and I love my dog. I am not sharing a peanut butter finger with him. I love my dog. I don't love my dog. <laughs> <Yeah. so. laughs> I do like the yeah, name Wonder gross. Mutt, though. I, I think if I if I ever, uh, well, eventually I'll get another dog one day, and I'll, I think Wonder Mutt would be a good. Uh, it was just, very well trained. I think he was. Oh, yeah. uh, he did a good job. He had personality. He did. He had personality. So anyway. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was nasty. <laughs> okay. So my friend. I haven't played. I don't think I played this the uh, last time we had Kevin on, so I'm going to. Uh... Oh, yeah. Home video. <laughs> nice, Jason. Uh, let's rate this bad boy one to five, uh, and you know what? F it. You can go decimal points. I know we're doing and decimal. I, but here's the thing: it can't be a point five. It's gonna be like a point two or a point seven. 
I was going with a 0.34. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. No, um, I'm going to give it a, a two and a half. Okay. Um, I didn't laugh out loud at this. I didn't hate it. Uh, so there was nothing in it that I thought, this movie is awful. I watched it and I was like, meh. I didn't really laugh out loud much. I mean, there was one mm-hmm. or two sort of chuckles, um, but it was very vanilla. It was very plain. There was nothing super compelling, super hilarious to me. Um, I didn't think anybody did a terrible job acting, but I don't think anybody really took it over. I, I blame it mainly on it felt so generic as a uh, high school misfit comedy. Yeah. Um, that nothing really stood out. Well, and and so, it's funny because if you look at Carl Reiner's filmography, I mean, he directed The Jerk. Yeah. You know, The Man with Two Brains. I mean, obviously he did Summer Rental, which, it, to be fair, and again, it's been a long time since I've seen that one, but I think it's in the same ballpark as this one as far as it being a very light, yeah, middle-of-the-road kind of comedy. No, there was nothing... Um, how do I put it? There was nothing that really was bold about the movie. Nothing yeah. really was um, risky. So, like with the jerk, that was. Co- I mean, there was some cutting edge stuff in that. It was hilarious. You know, it he was did way four movie. He did four movies with Steve Martin. Yeah, well, the, Martin's the, great. The jerk, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid, The Man with Two Brains, and All of Me, all were directed by Carl Reiner. Ah, both. I like All of Me and Man with Two Brains. Both. Yep. I'm Ann Amalmahay. <laughs> <laughs> and he did I, Oh God. You remember that one with George Burns? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's another Den- one. And John Denver. Yeah, that was Carl Reiner. So, so I don't know. I, it just, it kind of was a meh. Uh, it would sit in my DVD collection and I would never rewatch it again. Okay, here's the I, thing. Okay, I, I think that is fair and I can't get mad at you for it. All right. And it probably is very close to what my actual rating should be, but due to something called CND. <laughs> a term coined by the late great Jason Grooms is <laughs> is unfortunately forcing me to give it a three point five, and and, it, right. and 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 in the same way, it's one of those movies I would have in my collection, and it would sit there, and I probably would never watch it other than under these circumstances. But yeah. there's something about it that it's just it ended, and I'm like, I don't care, I still love this movie, and and I know like the whole time I'm thinking this is really not a great movie. I chuckle yeah. a couple times. I mean, to be fair, yeah. I've seen it, so but it's a, it's like Overboard to me. We've talked about yeah. Overboard before, yeah. and yeah. Overboard is not a good movie, but I still had this weird like. It's not love, but it's like a really strong like. <laughs> it's like it's comfortable. You. It's like, you know what it is? It's like, and I know you've done this just because it's you. Have you ever had a cotton t-shirt that you kept for, say, 20 years? <laughs> I could speak from this because I actually have done this. And, yes. and, and it, the cotton gets so unbelievably, like, it's literally unnaturally soft. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's therefore it's got holes in it. It may have some yellowish yeah. you know, discoloring. It's it's really, really needs to go. It's threadbare threadbare. Threadbare, yeah. but you still will wear it. You would never yeah. wear it out. You would really never let anybody really know, other than on a podcast, that <laughs> you have such a shirt or shirts. I got it. You go to so that, this, that's what this movie is to me. This movie is your that old is shirt. what this this movie is my old cotton shirt that just feels I, nice and comfy and it's it's like you put on just kind of a little chill to it a little cool yeah thin cotton feel oh man it's great i got it okay but that's where i'm at so 3.5 i, I don't hate that i can't argue with that because yeah. again i said it's it's not an awful movie yeah. just not one i'd really go out of my way to watch which so. basically means i would have kept it out for the full time of the rental and then apparently half a day oh uh, yeah you would uh i, I guess just paid the late fee just barely oh god yeah yeah 
So that's where, where I'm at on that. Uh, Jay, would you like to just jump right into our movie picks then? I hope you have one. Oh, yes, I have one now. Okay. What year? <laughs> <laughs> 1990. Okay, good. We're 10 years off. All no, right, we're good. safe. Okay, because I fluctuated halfway. Oh, through. you moved. All, yes. right, all right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Jason, <laughs> what is your glorious 1990 pick? All right. Well, I went with uh, Miss Hottie herself, Courtney Thorne Smith. Okay. Um, and as I was looking, I, ca I came up with this movie because I was looking through her filmography and trying to see some of the stuff I remembered her from. Allie she was McBeal. in Melrose Place. Yep. Uh, no, I don't remember her from that. I never watched it. Um, sure. <laughs> so uh, I, I was looking through and I saw this movie and thought, oh my God. I forgot all about this movie. I used to love it because I was a total, total wannabe beach volleyball player uh, when I was a teenager and probably as much as I was a wannabe surfer. Uh, and the movie is Side Out. Oh, I remember that. C. Thomas Howell and Peter Horton, who kind of play the uh, the two guys. The that Mark Harmon characters. <laughs> the, the what? The Mark Harmon characters. From this yeah, movie? sort of. No, they're they're sort of the odd couple. They're very different. Come together to make this fantastic beach volleyball team. And then beach volleyball was hot around this time. At least it was in Florida. Um, and uh, I I have not literally I've not seen this in many years. It stars um, uh, Courtney Thorne Smith, as I mentioned. Also has Kathy Ireland. Um, and it came out in 1990. And I want to watch it again because I'm sure it will be just as ridiculous as I think it will it will be. Um, I'm not going to lie the, to you, dude. A few of the other titles that we talked about. Before Spooky Flicks us, we may have to consider putting this one in instead. Sliding it in there. I, I, I take it it will be a perfect 80s um, sports overcoming the odds with a montage and beach kind volleyball. of film. Like, and you I know what else I love about that. you? You know what I love about you, Jason? Is that you start, you set it up, you say, I was totally a wannabe. And of course, in my head, I'm thinking skater, BMX biker. <laughs> I was going to say surfer and you did follow up with it, but you say beach volleyball player. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know why, but I just, I find that endearing. Like, I just expect, like, almost like you go, I was a really big, I was like a wannabe croquet player. I, just, <laughs> I, I don't listen, know why. Listen, my favorite shirt to wear to the beach, I actually had a tank top that said side out. Now, it was not from the movie, but it was a beach volleyball tank top. Was it one of those muscle shirts, though, that goes all the way down to, like, your midsection? <laughs> I did cut one of those myself. No, but yes. this was a regular tank top. Um, mesh camo. Because... Mesh camo, was it? <laughs> no. Yes. Oh, gosh. I remember those. No. Um, I had a Panama Jack cutoff that was, cut, you know, nice. at the scene in uh, summer school. The football player wears the cutoff, the midriff shirt. What was up with that? <laughs> Am I the only one? Like, I can, ima can you imagine a kid today rolling up in that shirt? Yeah, no. Like the hell that would rain <laughs> down upon his head. Yeah, I had one of those Panama Jack. Uh, yeah, so uh, but I was like, how many movies now from the '80s have we watched that have like uh, in just one of the guys, Greg Tolan, oh, yeah. Zabka's well, character, Zabka. just like that. He yeah. had he he rocked it in that one. Ah, weird. That's weird. So anyway, 1990 side out. We're gonna have to watch that just to uh, just to revisit. So yeah, that that one definitely has lots and lots of potential. My pick, one that I, I spent days, nay weeks, mulling over, or perhaps the last 18 and a half minutes. <laughs> My pick is, in fact, from 1980, 
And it is the one, the only, John Sayles written classic, Alligator. <laughs> is that the one where it's at, at, in the uh, sewers? Of New York City. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, Robert Forster. Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> yes, plays a cop trying to figure out what's going on. The whole movie starts off with the classic urban legend, baby alligator flushed down toilet, yeah. grows in the yep. sewer. And due to some, let's just say, corporate chemical goings on, this alligator becomes just insanely huge. Just nor- oh. But this is a a classic nature run amok kind of kind of movie the yeah. part that always sticks in my head mainly because i was the kind of kid because i could see i was so, allowed to see so few horror movies and things at a very young age that i but i would hang out with kids slightly older than me that had a go like one one extreme to the other i had too much parental supervision they had none <laughs> and yes. so they really weren't that much older than me but they i remember one of the kids had seen this and he all he could talk about was there was a part where a, a little kid goes on like a swimming pool on the diving board he's like four years old and the he's like at a party or something, and the alligator, and like snatches him right yeah. off. Yeah, and here's the board. thing: I remember finally seeing it and seeing that scene, but yet now it's been so long since I've seen this. I'm wondering if I didn't make that up in my head. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't remember. Like it's really weird. It's like I remember the scene, but then part of me thinks, did that really happen in that movie? But I remember that kid telling me about it, so I don't know. Yeah. So yes, alligator from nineteen eighty. Oh, it connects because the same effects guy. Ah, uh, uh, Sedaris. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, the, uh, what the hell was his actual, he was, um, Nicholas Sedaris? I, I, uh, Richard, no, Richard O'Helmer. Oh, the guy you looked up. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he what was the, uh, he, he worked on that as like a special effects coordinator and, gotcha. and so that, that, I was going through his, his little list there and. That would yeah, that one jumped out at me. So I've seen this. It's been a while because, uh, of course, this is right in my sweet spot of uh, mm-hmm. creatures gone amok. But uh, I have seen it, but it has been a while. So I might have to revisit this one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's classic. A good- it's a classic. <laughs> so, my friend. <sighs> so we're at the end. We're at the end. This is at the end. end. This is the end. end. So I, I've been saving something for the end. Uh, that you know, and a handful of insiders of Forgotten Flicks know, but uh, we have not made the announcement fully and have not kind of made it public. Uh, but I wanted to go ahead and spill the beans now is that I have decided to retire from the show permanently. Um, no sabbatical, no pretending like I'm going to Europe for the summer. Uh, I actually am going to be leaving the show. The good news is I'm not leaving tomorrow. Or maybe that's bad news. Bad news? No. Um, and I'm going to be staying all the way through Spooky Flicks Fest. And because uh, that's one of my favorite times of year. Uh, it definitely is my favorite time of year for the podcast. So we're going to go uh, do full Spooky Flicks Fest as we normally do. Mm-hmm. But what that also means is that in between now and then, we're going balls to the wall. I'm pulling out every movie that I've, that I've wanted to cover that we haven't. Even some that might not be so forgotten. But damn it, we want to talk about them because we haven't seen them in forever, and it's our show. So yep. yeah, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and, and and for instance, the next movie we're going to do is the cult classic, the totally overlooked, barely made a blip on the radar. Tell them what it is, Jay. Uh, we've already done Gremlins. <laughs> oh, that's true. That was that was that. Well, that was the one called this one. This one's even more culty, I think, than that one. <sighs> what are we doing next? Are we doing Police Academy? No, no, no. That's not next. Oh, okay. Um. 
It's a cruel, cruel oh, summer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're, we actually are going to do Karate Kid. <laughs> you bet your sweet hiney we are. Not the dumbass one with Jackie Chan and Will Smith's kid. I couldn't, I couldn't finish it. And the worst part was, it's not a badly made movie. I just couldn't finish it. It felt like it's this shadow. Wait, 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 this is next time we get on. Uh, yeah, yeah. I do. I do what you should do. We're not going to address to everybody uh, that the real reason why you're leaving is because you literally just cannot take talking to me. Well, um, my esophagus uh, <laughs> is actually beginning to wear away at the vomiting I do every time I'm done with this show. <laughs> I go into the bathroom. I have to purge. Uh, and so I'm having ulcers now from yeah, that. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, that makes sense. No, and of course, it, it, Jason's choice has nothing to do. Well, he says it has nothing to do with me. It has, to, it has nothing to do with the show. It has nothing to do with anybody. Uh, it's just a choice, and it's his choice, yes. and I respect it. And he knows I love him, and he knows that I am one hundred percent in his corner with whatever he wants to do. Uh, so the other question that maybe I know I'd be pondering if I listened to the show, which I sure as hell don't, would be, hmm. So what does that mean for Forgotten Flicks? Well, here's the thing. I feel like Forgotten Flicks is Jason, me, and obviously all of you. But without him, it ain't Forgotten Flicks. Not in the true sense of what Forgotten Flicks has been. Now, ForgottenFlicks.com is sticking around. And this podcast will live on in perpetuity as long as I pay my fees to Libsyn. And <laughs> it, it's all going to be there. And you never know if you stay subscribed way down yonder Way off in the future, you never know. Every once in a while, something might pop on there. We don't know. But I can say that his decision has given me a little what I need, because as he and I have discussed ad nauseum, speaking of <laughs> nauseous, that I tend to be a creature of habit, and sometimes I need a kick in the ass to try different things. So I will say that I will also no longer be on Forgotten Flicks. So it'll still be new shows will come out. It'll just be complete silence. I'm just going to like set out an hour of silence with maybe the sound bites and no hosting it's gonna be it's gonna be performance art it'll now, be our best show ever yeah, that jason I, surprise jason that was my idea what do you think uh that sounds great no i i honestly i have several ideas of because i want to continue podcasting uh, unlike jason my esophagus has yet to develop ulcers but not due to lack of effort <laughs> so we'll see what happens there. But one of the things we had talked about regard before all of this was taking a little bit of a break during the holidays after Spooky Flix Fest, because it is a lot of work to do that. So yeah. I am going to also take just for me, it will be, in fact, a sabbatical. And uh, there'll probably be something if you stay subscribed to this feed after that point, there will be something in there letting you know what the next thing is in line for me. Uh, but for me, it'll probably be a beginning of 2015 kind of thing so ah. but yes but i i will continue on and and carry on the good fight as it were uh in jason's steed or stead, stead, stead <laughs> whatever absence Ab okay sure that and <laughs> not abstinence absence uh, <laughs> well we know that how many kids you got uh and so yes uh but like i said he knows I love him. I'm not getting emotional now. I'll save that to the last episode, oh, and I'm sure I'll cry like a little punk ass. And yes, so that no, is where so, we're at. 
That's awesome. Um, no, it, it has nothing uh, to do with you whatsoever. And we've talked about this and, and we've actually talked about it for a little while now. Uh, my life is insanely busy. I've got a lot going on with family. I've also got a side project trying to get my own, my own business going. Um, and that has been more and more busy uh, on top of, as you mentioned, I have lots of kids and a lot of stuff going on in the family. So uh, it was just that time. And uh, we've done it for almost four years now, which yep. blows me the hell away. Um, and so I want to go out on a bang. And like I said yep. to a friend of ours the other day, I'd rather go out at Super Bowl than go out throwing incomplete passes at the Kansas City Chiefs. God's sake. Oh. Or, 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 yes, or, or the Vikings. <laughs> oh, man. Come on. Favola. Really? Really? Come on, man. Uh, no, I was thinking um, of uh, uh, somebody else. But yes, um, yes, anyway, I... so to me, uh, going out at Spooky Flicks Fest is our Super Bowl. So sure. Uh, that's our big time. So we'll go out then and, and have a, a fun time, but in between no cracks about the movie that we're covering being not forgotten because make the crack. We don't give a crap. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be a hell of a ride. We're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, so definitely stay tuned. The next couple of episodes are going to be a rollicking good time. We can guarantee you that. Yes. So you still have us for a few more months and then a couple months without, and then something then with you can me. Just start re-listening again. And then you can start from the <laughs> beginning. Yes. Cause that early, early episodes are hilarious. Cause we're all, Forgotten Flicks, episode three. Um, I liked this movie. It was very good. Oh, um, that was that was a good point, Jason. <laughs> I do not want to seem too argumentative <laughs> for fear of upsetting you or the potential <laughs> listener. Oh, I hope we one day will have. We are when we do our final episode, which uh, we're still planning, so we're not going to tell you all that. But um, we're definitely going to have to prepare for it and go back and listen to old episodes and stuff and uh, get ready. It's going to be. So cringe worthy. Yes. Yes. So do you want to hit them with some knowledge before we bolt for this episode? Yes. Uh, check us out mainly at forgottenflix.com. You can find us there, all of our contact information, lots of other good info, uh, info articles, games. We've got um, plenty of content. Or you can find us on Facebook. We have a show page or a group page. You can join in discussions, shenanigans, uh, and whatnot. And we're also on the Twitter bird thing, whatever that thing is. <laughs> Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So any, any final, final words? So what were we, what, what were we doing again today? Group sex? No, that's tomorrow. Today is a uh, study hall uh, right after our morning nap. All right. Well, we put that baby to bed. <laughs> <laughs>